today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. I want to play your report right now. Uh, U.S. President uh, Joe Biden has ordered the intelligence community to redouble their efforts into the investigation of the origins of COVID-19 and where it, con- it came from and how we got to where we are. Here is a report from the Associated Press. President Joe Biden has asked intelligence officials to double up efforts to find an answer to the origins, including investigating the possibility that it came from a Chinese laboratory. China's foreign ministry spokesperson said that Biden's order showed the US does not care about facts or truth, nor is it interested in serious scientific origin tracing. China also fired back that the US should also open itself up to investigations in its own labs, like the military's Fort Dietrich base. I'm Karen Chamas. All right, let's bring in Elliot Tepper. I love when, you know, you accuse someone of something. Well, what about what you do? All right. Uh, Elliot Tepper, Emeritus Professor of Political Science, Carleton University, and is with us now. Elliot, thanks for the time. I hope you're doing well. Uh, thanks, Scott. I am, and I hope you're staying safe and everybody listening. So we have already had an investigation into this, or there was into the la, uh, into Wuhan and, and what happened, although uh, it appears that has created more questions than uh, it has answered. So why the call for more now? Yes, well, that, that first uh, investigation was done jointly between China and the WHO over January and February. They reported in March, and the report said basically... Well, it's highly unlikely anything escaped from a lab. So this is this was from wet markets. This is this is animal to human transmission. But at the same time, right then, uh, the head of the WHO said, "You know, we didn't really have the act kind of access that we need. We want more transparency." That was then, and at that same time, in that same time period, uh, there were major scientists who signed a letter saying, "Hey, this wasn't adequate." And Canada and the U.S. and a number of other states issued a, a formal statement released by the U.S. Department of State and us saying about the same thing, that uh, we, aren't, we aren't happy with how this is going. Why is it back in the news now? For two reasons. One is that the uh, WHO is apparently about to launch a second stage of their investigation. So it's, it's timely uh, to re-raise the issue. But also, the Wall Street Journal came out with a report nobody had before, saying that in November of last year, remember all this broke in December, we didn't really get into news about it until March. In November, three scientists working at that Wuhan uh, lab came down with a mysterious uh, illness simultaneously and were taken to hospital. Then, so that's the two triggers, Uh, a brand new news story. And also, it, it turns out from Joe Biden's uh, announcement, if you read it carefully, he said, well, actually, our intelligence people have been looking into this, various agencies. Uh, Avril Haines sits atop of all of that, and she made a statement saying, our people have been looking into this, and they're split on that. Two of our agencies said, well, yes, it might have come from a lab, but three others or others said no. So because of it, apparently there's a division in the intelligence community, combined with the lack of transparency and their concerns right away about that, it's back in the news. So is the World Health Organization interested in, in, in asking more questions, considering their role in the initial investigation, and how do they feel about what Joe Biden is up to? Uh, I'm sure that they're saying what they said at the time, only more, uh, <laughs> more strongly. They, they've not been 
coming out and saying, hey, Joe said this yesterday, so here's what we're saying today, as near as I have so far detected. But I think they would concur with the need for transparency and more cooperation. But keeping in mind, they were not allowed in. Nobody was allowed in for months after the initial reports, which had there was plenty of time for uh, China to clean up that lab if there was uh, if there was some kind of a leak. That's my next question here is the longer this goes, uh, is it harder and harder to prove origin? You get into technical issues here. Apparently they took some samples, but they didn't release those samples. Are those samples of blood still available? Could they be processed? Remember uh, a couple other things. China has said, uh, we want to control the narrative on this. And here's our narrative. We reported it early. We, process, we did the genome, we processed the genome, we released it to the world so that, you know, the vaccines could later be developed, including their own, and we have taken actions at home, and now we are global leaders and everybody should be praising us. But the, uh, the other side of that, which is not getting sufficient attention, is that China uh, has also, like Russia recently, been accused of major cyber hacks, leading to the question in the West leading to the question, did they release the genome and then hack into the global networks to find out what was discovered by other researchers? The uh, the evolving image of China in the world, which comes simultaneously but now with great uh, urgency over the COVID crisis, I think that's the big story here. So it, it seems there's two different approaches here, because uh, initially uh, it was thought that, and again, not that this isn't the case, um, but this is what is under investigation, that this came from a wet food market, from uh, one host to another, and then from there to a human being. Then there's the theory that this came out of a lab, uh, but there's sort of a split theory there in the sense that uh, were they working on uh, this type of coronavirus and that sort of thing that, that spreads this way and then accidentally somebody got sick and then spread it out into the food market. And then the other debate within the lab is, or was this artificially created? Is that accurate? Yes, plus a third. <laughs> Go ahead. They possibly were indeed doing what their job is, which is to keep track of pandemics and right. anything like this, is, you know, this is a SARS-type infection, which was swept the world earlier, and that somebody captured a bat, brought it into the lab to test it, and that, that and it was indeed positive, and that was actually the origin, but the bat then escaped and got back out into the wild. Man. Yeah, so that's, and now there's an old abandoned mine, which is being mined in China. Yeah, I heard about that. Focused so, on, so has there been anything to suggest that this is bio-warfare? Is there any, or is this just sloppiness in a lab trying to study something that is an issue there? No, I, I this takes us to why there's been so much controversy all along. Uh, the, the Trump administration made a partisan political issue out of a public health crisis. And because of the many issues that then arose, it became such so difficult to accept at face value the theories coming out even from the White House itself, but then more fringe groups, like you know, those who might say biowarfare, that it all got discounted. So the whole lab escape uh, thesis was really discounted for a very long time until you know this past few weeks. Although House, uh, the House Intelligence Committee has been investigating, I mean, it's been quietly investigated by the intelligence services. The fact that it was such a partisan political issue led to, the, to 
you know, Twitter and, and the other major media people, Facebook, saying, we aren't even going to carry stories that this was a lab escape. Yeah. Let alone biowarfare. Now they're saying, well, you know, I guess we have to now carry stories. The, the point is, it became so politicized, Scott, it became difficult to accept hmm. the what is now seen as a valid line of concern, let alone far, uh, uh, the, these fringe theories that it was a deliberate bio-warfare. Uh, that, that's just nonsense. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Don't we already know that it was not artificially made? It was not man-made. It, it, it created it naturally. Well, I'm not a scientist, but anything yeah. I've read about this suggests that, uh, no, <laughs> vaccines have been developed based on a genome from, you know, an actual, uh, an actual virus. So uh, COVID-19. So th- there's no, nothing I've read or heard as a political scientist keeping my antenna up. Uh, I've not heard anything along those lines. So what is Biden hoping to accomplish here? I think he wants to lay this to rest. Uh, that's one possibility. I mean, the, the most likely is he's president of the United States. This has come back uh, into the public domain through the Wall Street Journal article. And uh, besides that, the House keeps working on it. And he does get the intelligence reports. And apparently the intelligence reports had enough in it to trigger his concern. But, you know, as a political scientist, you can also raise, as China is doing uh, separately, the U.S. is in a major long-term battle, really, for the future of the world with China or in Russia in a subsidiary, more subsidiary way. This is, certainly fits a, um, a convenient um, part of a struggle against China to say that China may be hit, have been very remiss. So is this part of a pressure campaign by COVID to, to position the U.S. to talk about China? And you, as you all, you know, started at the, at the top, and China says, oh, yeah, well, what about your chemical warfare facility that you have there? And all states, uh, seem, major states seem to have chemical warfare facilities. So it's, don't, don't point a finger at us. So is this being caught back up into geopolitics at some level? But I, but I think the more immediate and actual and real pressing concern is we have a public health crisis. Uh, COVID is, you know, we're... We're in this weird situation where, oh, we, 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 don't, we can relax now. The vaccines are working. Oh, no, our, our hospitals are flooded. And uh, there's a province in Canada that's just being overwhelmed right now and so forth. So we are in the strange situation of having a global pandemic that probably did originate, well, did originate in China. And what about the future? And what kind of cooperation are we going to get out of this China? Not, not China, but the, the Xi Jinping China. Uh, what kind of cooperation will we get? going forward uh do you think we will uh, even at this late date get to the bottom of this will china be able to create enough confusion that there'll be people saying that you can't prove this either way what does china owe the world here i think china does owe the world a whole lot more transparency um in its cooperative efforts keeping in mind that you know tony blinken has laid it out that the Going forward, there's going to be cooperation, competitiveness, and basically containment um, with China. So you, com- you cooperate on some things, you compete on others, and you really have to push back uh, in, a, in a Cold War kind of sense. The kind of cooperation needed 
from China on this and any other issues relating to you know, public health, all kinds of fundamental research. This is a major power that has the capacity as a cooperative partner in the world to be a real contributor. I guess that's really the crux of this argument, Scott. To what degree will China make the choice to be a cooperator on areas of mutual concern and benefit, and to what degree do we have to continue to distrust the kind of role that they are playing? And we can't enter, uh, end this interview today without pointing out we are at day 899 yeah. of the two Michaels being held as hostages in a Chinese jail. Uh, you know, despite all of the geopolitics that's going on here, at the end of the day, uh, the world has been crippled by COVID-19. Can China deny that? Huh. Um, they have been denying it. They've been saying we acted basically, I think we talked about this maybe a year ago, saying there's competing narratives and China has won the narrative war. Yeah. That the U.S. under Trump was trying to put out a narrative that wasn't sustainable, and China was putting out really a, a non-sustainable narrative, but it got away with it, that they have act, acted in an exemplary uh, fashion as a global citizen, and they are now, moreover, willing to help the world with the vaccine developed by China. Uh, the The whole question of can they continue to avoid the blame may well be behind will this latest inquiry you know 90 days now in a who if they are still basically into blame avoidance and uh, the president of the united states has already said we may never know we may never know what about life in china now not only in regard to uh, the disease but also where where's the citizenry's heads in regard to this government well, let's stay strictly on this story. Uh, there are reports that people inside China who criticized the government last, well, before March, actually, last December, uh, saying the government has, you know, Xi Jinping has really blown this. Uh, they've disappeared. The, hmm. the, the initial scientist who reported it uh, actually died of COVID. But citizen journalists and respectable voices uh, disappeared. So how are people handling this? I would think very cautiously. The the basic social contract with the public right now is that the Xi, Xi Jinping government will continue to deliver for them, uh, but if you misbehave, they'll do something to you. So the the world's largest country in terms of population and arguably the number one or number two economy, and with a lot going for it in so many ways, is still under the control of the Communist Party of China. And that, in turn, is under the control of Xi Jinping, who is fostering a very truculent um, uh, set of behavior, patterns of behavior, which are increasingly, in all kinds of ways, drawing into suspicion their behavior. Uh, at home, their social contract is, we'll deliver the goods and, and you put up with uh, other things, uh, the surveillance economy, in a society, but if they no longer can deliver the goods, at some point, if this regime falters, then I suspect that kind of social contract will break. The, a huge middle class has been created. It's media savvy, connected to the world. How long do they want that kind of government, which uh, controls them but delivers for them? When it doesn't deliver, 
the control aspect will come to the fore. How long do you let your population slowly increase their critical thinking before it becomes a threat to the actual party itself? Um, how is China, is China concerned? How concerned is China? Are they afraid of what this Biden investigation may uncover? I don't what if it uncover? What if it uncover? Uh, could it uncover something that is even more detrimental? The fact that Joe Biden is saying we have conflicting intelligence and we're, we're giving 90 days to everybody, our intelligence communities, and therefore that would include the five eyes. That's us. <laughs> uh, you have 90 days to come up with a definitive answer. Uh, if that definitive answer did come out saying that China is, can be held responsible and that can be demo- demonstrated, uh, it would be a major inflection point in the in their global geopolitics, but it's even more importantly in terms of our, our global health uh, systems as they go forward. Elliot Tepper with us, Emeritus Professor, Political Science, Carleton University. As always, Elliot, uh, Elliot, thank you so much for the time. Be well. And to you. Take care. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.